You remember. Roll your stealth roll. Game books, pencils, pizza, cheese puffs, and a hell of a lot of dice. And the dragon woke up. Roll for initiative. This is the Roll for Initiative podcast, where 1E is the place to be. The Roll for Initiative podcast, this is volume 6, issue 186. I'm Vince sitting alongside. <laughs> hey, everybody. And Matt. Hello, everyone. The Fab Trio, are we called? Or, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far. All right. The Unfabulous Trio? <laughs> That's more about right. The Original Trio. How's that? No? I wouldn't even go as far as saying that. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, I'm the only original person left. So, mm, yeah. Good point. Yeah, if Jason was here, we could say original, but he's not here anymore. Who? <laughs> you had to do that oh right yeah that I, guy right when i was taking a drink nick right when i was taking a drink thank you <laughs> did you just spit up all over your mic yes i spit up my vitamin water i was drinking oh i love them shut up okay sorry anyway we're back with another show uh we got some uh mail to read for you guys this week some interesting things we have some voicemails we got to get through uh we finally got some Technical issues hounded out, which prevented us from doing a lot of that stuff. So we promised we wouldn't do too many of the letter to the editor, blah, blah, blah shows. I know people don't like them that much, but a lot of people do. So it's a 50-50 split. So we'll just do them, you know, once in a while. But anyway. Yes. On to more important things. So, Nick, uh, we have any stars this week? <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, okay. And just cool. to remind everybody, uh, you could go out to iTunes to the iTunes store, type in Roll for Initiative, and then you can track us from there. You go to our uh, page there, yeah, and then you can type in whatever reviews you want about us, for good or for ill. Cool. And we do have right now, just the total uh, right now for reviews is 213, and an average of four and a half stars. Well, that's good. Gentlemen, give your so give yourself a round of applause. Yay! Yay! Big deal. But on. on to the review. We yeah. have one uh, recent review from <laughs> an, a guy by the name of Toot McDonough. I don't think that's his real name, but I'm going to go along with it. He gives us two stars <gasps> and says, not worth the time. Oh, wow. He says, there's a lot of self-righteousness going on here. Oh, really? Ah, well, we'll just... The few decent tips for players and DMs are covered better on other podcasts. Although, if you want to spend 20 minutes listening to how everyone spent their weekend, this might be for you. The end. (laughs) Well, we appreciate your feedback, and we'll try to curtail the uh, talking about our gaming, because... Thank you, Toots McDonough. Toots? If that's your real name. It really, I, the, well, the only thing I could think that we were self-righteous on was we don't like paid DMs being paid. Yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just kind of, uh, must be a paid DM. Well, yeah, M- Mr. Mc, Mrs. or Mr. McDonough, toot, you know, toots, I think. Do you say toots or toots? It's spelled T-O-O-T-S, so toots. Toots, uh, okay, toots. Mr. Toots uh, left a comment on our blog, which I'll get to during our... Um, um, 
our email segment in a few moments. Okay. Maybe that'll explain a little bit more, which I kind of think feeds back into what Matt was saying. But, you know, whatever. To each their own, we appreciate the feedback. Thank you yeah. for taking the time to let us know what we're doing wrong because we appreciate that. And Yeah, I mean, we'll hey, take into we consideration can't please everybody, forward. but we can yeah. please most of everybody. Yeah, so what? No big yeah. deal. Thank you, Thank Miss, you. Miss Matutes. Moving on. Yeah. Yes. Any more stars, Nick? Whoever you may be. Any more stars or that's it? No, that's the most recent starred review. All right, cool. So let's uh, gaming uh, pretty much is the same for me, so we won't get into that. I've been writing away at a bunch of stuff for projects, working yeah. on Mazes and Perils, which should be getting a Kickstarter next year and an officially licensed campaign, which would be kind of cool. Someone, oh. yeah, someone actually wanted to do a campaign. I was like, wow, cool, sweet. And uh, we've been working on that, uh, focusing on rewriting some of the modules for whatever. And, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Nick, anything mm. on your front that's uh, brief? Uh, anything really gaming-related? No, not really. Okay, cool. Just uh, wait, trying to get back with the group. Everybody's been busy. Right. Matt? Uh, nothing really. Uh, I'm working on a couple campaigns working on a top secret si game i have a concept for for my gaming group eventually and then we're also talking about going back to playing marvel superheroes again nobody so. cares man nobody cares i know stop it guys. <laughs> but, so stop i'm working it. on something for that as well but I don't know, so now children it. children's knock it off i'm just kidding anyway but so. because we all know people really want to hear about our characters yes yeah. I'm going to tell you about my 18th level paladin named Sir Xantar. Let's, uh, let's head into Sage Advice. Are you enjoying the show you're listening to right now? Want to help support the show? Why not head over to the Patreon site, patreon.com slash WGP. That's patreon.com slash WGP. And help support the network for as little as $1.50 a month. That's right, $1.50 a month goes a long way. Sage Advice. All right, so Sage Advice this week. Uh, we have a bunch of emails and voicemails that we can play for you this week. If you want to write that voicemail, uh, write the voicemail. If you can do that, it'd be amazing, right? If you want to uh, write in RFISTAFF at gmail.com or voicemail 570-865-4210. Uh, let's go into our first voicemail. If you y'all can mute your microphones real quick. Here we go. Hello, this is DM Raul calling about the role for initiative podcast, the Zero Equal Death episode. Just want to say I really enjoyed it. You highlighted many of the aspects of modern gaming that are quite deficient, and I love that you did it without bashing it, but that you did it in a way to explain it as an opportunity for some even greater role-playing creativity. Kudos to you both, Vince and Sal. And, yeah, when I, whenever I play Advanced Dungeons & Dragons of the first edition, I pretty much am one of those who play it by the book. I figure if I'm going to play this magnificent game, I'm going to play it the way that uh, you know, Mr. Gygax wrote it. And, you know, I just love doing that, and I love that it forces me to become creative uh, if I want to spare, you know, the players' lives. Yeah, I've got to come up with some pretty good reasons to figure out how that happened. 
and it be, you know just becomes a, a wonderful experience for us all. So thanks to you both. Keep these shows coming. I'm getting a lot of a lot out of them. I'm not currently playing A D and D, but you know when I do, I'm going to be looking back at these episodes and, and pulling all the data I can from them to make sure that the experience is the best one that I can provide my players. Thank you again. Bye bye. Well there you go. Well thank you, Mr. Raul. Haven't heard, wow. haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, I know he is. Uh, I don't think he's on Facebook, and I haven't spoken to him in a while. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Good guy. I miss him a lot. I'm glad he called yeah, in. Yeah, bringing up the one episode with uh, good old Sal there. Yeah, good old Sal. Sad, yeah. sad Sal. <laughs> well, we aim to please. We aim to please. Uh, at, and it's the zero death equals death, I think, is really a good method. I mean, I always enjoy doing that, so... Yeah. I mean, some games, I'll I'll do negative 10, but I I mean, just zero, boom, dead, I kind of like that idea sometimes. Yeah, I mean, when you're getting close to to zero hit points, it really forces a player to do things with their character that sometimes you might, they might not normally do, you know? That's where the real heroism comes. Right. Yeah, because... Really, if you want to think of it, players actually have ten extra hit points in what they do when it comes to their death. Yeah, by the, the rules was written. They so, but it's just that when they're in that down to the last ten, they can't really do anything because they're unconscious and bleeding. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I kind of like that the zero equals death as well because that way the players aren't like, well, if I just get knocked, go below. Uh, zero. Eh, I'll be okay because the other guys will be there to bandage me up or heal me back up or whatever. It makes it a l- more superhero. It just makes the game a little more lethal and it yep. makes it a little more uh, challenging and suspenseful because zero. If zero equals death for monsters, why not make it zero equals death for players? Very exactly. True. Very true. Couldn't put it any better. All right. Cool. Well, let me get on to our next voicemail. Hold on, right now. Hello, Initiative Rollers. It's DM Kojo. Hey, guys, I just wanted to call in uh, and first say that it was nice to hear uh, DM Crispy make a triumphant return. He does not make me vomit. In fact, I find his insight uh, very interesting and thought-provoking and uh, cool to hear from uh, someone who's of a younger generation. So more Crispy is fine with me. Also, um... You hear a lot of people talking about how to convert older modules to newer systems. How do I convert to Mahors to 5e, things like this. But I'm curious about uh, how would you go about converting an adventure written for 5e, whether it be a Wizards of the Coast a campaign that they created, or Goodman Games has like 10 different ones out already, and there's a lot of other stuff out there that's being published for 5e. So how would you convert a module written for 5E back to 1E? That is the question. I uh, look forward to hearing what you guys think on that. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Bye. I could answer that one real quick, actually, for him. Go uh, for it. There is, uh, Stan Shin uh, actually did a conversion guide for 5th to 1st edition, and you can do backwards, 1st edition to 5th. Uh, it allows you to have a little chart, and you can actually, you know, take the numbers and plug them in to do backwards, forwards. So I would just Google Stanchion 1E to 5E conversion chart. 
I'll Ooh, go that's right worth looking for. Yeah, I'll go directly to his website. He has it right on his website. Some little chart shows you like if if it has this, then it has that, and you can kind of reverse engineer the things backwards that way too. So, so is it just like a one page chart? It's um, it's it's a page, and it has some examples on it, and it has like if this, then that, and then you can fill in the little blanks. And he okay. also has a little video that goes along with it to explain how exactly it works in. And he shows you the examples, but I think it's going from 1E to 5E in his example. But I don't see why you couldn't just do it backwards with the same philosophy going on. Sure. Right. I mean, because off the top of my head, the only thing that may not transfer over is like some of the advantages, disadvantages. Everything else like armor class, okay, instead of going up, you're going down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hit point wise, you can... You could probably find just the uh, first edition equivalent of the monsters because I would say yeah. most of them have probably already been made for first edition. Well, he has, uh, if, his hit if point conversion uh, comparable level, so it's mostly just like those advantages, disadvantages that would need a little tweaking. But it, I'm sure it's far simpler than say the uh, massive document they released when it was taking your second edition and making them 3.0. Remember oh, that doc? Oh yeah, yeah. It was like 30 pages, I think. No, yeah. I have it was the a thirty-page com- pamphlet. I have the pamphlet. It was only ten pages. That's all it was. Second no, edition, it was the third edition. Oh, wait a minute, it was nineteen. Nineteen. All right. Well, I know it wasn't as much as that. Well, not much. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Thanks, Nick. Okay. No problem. <laughs> all right. So that's our voicemails. Uh, five seven zero eight six five forty two ten. The other voicemail that we did have was a little from a little further back. So. And I kind of, my machine ate it on the crash that I had the last time, so. Ooh. Apologize. Your machine ate it? Yeah, it did. It's a mimic. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, it's a mimic. That's what it was. Anyway, so let's get to some voice uh, emails here. Uh, (laughs) RFIstaff at gmail.com. First one comes in from John D., and he says, I've been listening to your show since episode one. He's currently catching up again as he's back to listening. And Will mentioned that characters, in one of the older episodes, DM Will mentioned that characters, could, I mean players, couldn't get a good, accurate mini for their character, a good representation. And he yeah. said, well, with 3D printers out these days and materials being so affordable now, why not, you know, grab that? And he grabbed, he gave us a website uh, that you can go to heroforge.com and start doing up the parameters for a 3D printer to get your own mini going. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so thank you, John. That's an, um... Yeah, and Fat Dragon Games also does that as well. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah, they got into the 3D printing, and they actually have some free uh, models on their website for, like, their terrain. They've been doing... They're also working on miniatures and some of the... as well, so you'll be able to just da- buy the uh, file from them and print out your miniatures if you have a 3D printer. Wow. Cool. Yeah. We're in the next generation. And soon, instead of buying pieces, we'll just be making them ourselves. That's the way it seems to be going. Yeah. It's glorious. Mm. So we have another. Our next email comes in from DM Fred or Freddie, excuse me. And he says thanks, and he sent this email to Save or Die, Roll for Initiative, and That Goes Hammer all at once. So it's kind of like a group email. Uh, he sent this in uh, by the end, actually like uh, around the end of October. I finally blown through all three of your catalogs. What was it, like 550 shows and counting, minis, special inserts, blah, blah, blah. 
wow, he has a lot of time on his hands. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've used plenty of ideas from all three shows and have grown to fond of all three styles, even Glenn. Just kidding, Glenn, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> Each show does at least a few things better than the other shows, and that's what has always made me come back. Took me three years of 2.5 hours of daily commute. Wow, he has a long commute. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Plus three to four hours of workout time at the gym to accomplish this. Yes, I sat in pumped iron listening to stories about cobalts, wands of chromatic orbs, and whether or not the clerks can use blunt weapons or not. Yes, they can. Oh, my God. We're still bringing that up? (laughs) They can. They can, by the way. He puts in parentheses. (laughs) Thank you. Keep the shows coming, and if you ever need another DM to help fill out the show, my email box is always open. Well, of course, DM Freddy. You can always... Pop on as long as you uh, have a good setup for audio like we do and join the show. Not a problem with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. We always, have you on. we always invite a guest and we have that. That's why we have a fourth chair on the show for the yes. DM that shows up and leaves every third right. show. Because we determined if someone sits in it too long, the chair ejects them. Yeah. Well, yeah. It ejected Remember, Jason. Remember, it's the spinal tap thing. That's right. Yeah. It ejected Jason. It ejected Will. It ejected Chad. Um, crispy and uh, oh, Sal. Sal, Sal then Chris. No, yeah. crispy Sal yeah. then crispy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, crispy really hasn't been ejected. He's come back here and there. Yeah, that's true. He he went from being a host to a special guest. Right. True. And crispy, the chair vomits him out. Right. <laughs> it pukes him. Yes. Uh, we got another email coming in from Goblin's Henchman, and he's asking us if we wouldn't mind doing a review of the Night Wolf Inn. Hmm. The Night Wolf yeah, Inn? Yeah, I think it's... Why, sure. By... Do you have a copy? <laughs> uh, it's a third-party OSR company on DriveThru. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's on Lulu. I'm not sure. And Matt, you want to take a Google at that called... The, yeah, well, uh... the Night Wolf Inn is also in Forgotten Realms as well take a peek at that while we're discussing this email i mean we have no problem reviewing reviews i mean review copy would be better but we can always just purchase it real quick if we have to no problemo but we're not adverse to getting free stuff just let you know yeah don't worry about that (laughs) (laughs) just saying Okay, and then DM Dan also wrote in and said, would you guys be interested in reviewing uh, the Book of Layers? Uh, I thought we did the Book of Layers. You know, I thought we did too. Let's see here. As if the, we did, it was a long time ago. I could have sworn we did the Book of Layers. I mean... Yeah. Let's see here. It, let's see. If we go back way back to <laughs> issue 45... Get into that way back machine. <laughs> we <laughs> still didn't. We didn't talk about it. Really? That's the only. Yeah. No, we've never mm. actually talked about the Book of Layers. There's an AD and D first edition book we haven't covered yet. <gasps> yeah. Inconceivable. Yeah. Inconceivable. I, yeah, because I actually have a copy of that as well. So do it, I. Hey, guess what? I think I know what we're gonna do for our next show now. We are going to record Nick jumping out a window. And we're reviewing Book of Lairs. Oh, okay. While jumping out a window. While jumping out the window. (laughs) And then there's also, there's the Book of Lairs and there's Book of Lairs 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, so there's actually two of them to review. Oh, Actually, I think I may have two. 
Book of Lairs 2, I think, was actually for second edition. It was out in 87, so it's oh, in that really? weird... Yeah, it was that weird transition. Oh, I, I know Book of Lairs came out mid-80s. Yeah, that was 86. That so Lair, Lairs 2 came out in 87, so it was, yeah, like you said, kind of that weird on-the-cusp of second edition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have it here. I'm looking in my shelf right now. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I have yeah, Book of Lairs 2. And... All right, well, we're not going to dwell on that. We can look into that on the off time and uh, yep, yeah, figure I that out. Have it, though. That's great. And, and, the, and to muddle it, there was a Book of Lairs for second edition as well. Oh, there was? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's oh, why we're thinking good. it was for second edition, because there is for second edition and first edition, because they're different products. Yeah, it was written by James Ward, the first one there. Okay, so Goblin Henchman actually has another email, I just realized, and he says congratulations okay. on six years of great work. And he said the sixth anniversary of the podcast is upon us now, so here's six questions for the hosts and a bonus question for me. So, uh-oh. Mm. So, first question, what's the biggest thing you've learned about AD&D gaming from hosting the show, and has your gaming philosophy evolved or changed because of hosting the show? Nick. Uh, what have I learned about AD&D gaming since I've hosted the show? Hmm. One, I guess the one thing I've learned is that AD&D first edition is, is still alive. There's still people that enjoy playing it, and that gives me some great comfort. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I guess another thing I, I've learned personally by playing AD&D first edition, I've become more confident as being a DM and, uh, getting away from a very scripted, linear approach and becoming more freeform in, in, my, in my DM approach, not getting all hung up on the details. So, so um, that's something I've learned. Okay. Uh, for me, I think the one thing I learned about this rule set is that nothing's final, everything's up to interpretation, and everything leads to an argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true, Matt. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to echo what Nick said. I am a far better DM now from doing this podcast. Yeah. From uh, because again, when I was DMing, when you, I think everyone when they very first DM, if they don't have someone showing them the way, and you kind of stumble through it yourself, you get very scripted. You make out, you plot out your dungeon on your graph paper, room by room encounter, and if it varies from that, you're so confused and you don't know what to do. Uh, and I've become a far better DM, and not just in D&D, but any game. I'm far more comfortable just winging it, going with the players, and who cares if it's not quite by the rules, if it's making for a fun at night and uh, the story's going well by fudging a couple rules. I go for it because, again, what's the? why are we playing these games? We're not to adhere to the rules, so we can have fun with our friends. That's why we play. So... Not getting hung up on the rules, and just wing, being able to wing it, and being confident in doing that, and watching my players and making sure they're having fun—I've gotten far better at that. Uh, and what I have I learned about this rule system? Um, it's more the rule system is more of a bunch of guidelines and post-it notes that were glued together in a book. Yeah, pretty. Sort of like the pirate's code. It's more. Guidelines. Yes, yeah. it's like. 
we have this idea and this idea, and we kind of threw it all together and made a game out of it. So you oh, need to treat it as such. Take what you like, throw out what you don't, and have fun. It's always been like that, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Second question. You've had lots of guests on the show. Tell us something you wish you had asked one of those guests but never did for whatever reason. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I think if we didn't ask a guest a certain question, it's because there was a certain reason that we were trying not yeah. to upset the guest and be professional yeah. about things. So it's not really anything we can comment on that question. Right, because there's some things if you want to be controversial and be like, ooh, did he just ask that? But we're not looking to put people on the spot and make them no. uncomfortable. Like, for we, example, when Luke Gygax was on the show, people said to me, why didn't you ask him about the, the monument, the memorial monument? Because that was because I don't want to get into a fight with him about that. Right. I don't want him to feel uncomfortable on the show. I yeah, we're him. not like reporters. We're just no. We're just fans of the sh- yeah. We're fans of the show, and if we know this is going to hit a nerve with a particular author or guest or something, we're not doing it. We're not hard copy. We're not you know right. If prior to the interview they say, "Hey, it's okay to talk about that." Yeah, okay, then, we'll go there. But if they don't bring it up, we have enough tact to realize, you know, let's just avoid this topic because, because otherwise, we're classy. Yeah, otherwise you end up alienating people. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so- I can't really think of anything like maybe a question that we meant to ask somebody and we didn't. I can't really right. think of anything like that. No, I think we had it all pretty well laid out what we wanted to ask a person. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Uh, what has been the biggest highlight of the last six years? Getting to six years. <laughs> Doing a continued oh show gosh. for six years. That's probably the biggest highlight of the last six years. Yeah, see if we can go six more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I just stumbled upon the podcast because I was listening to Order 66. And then, oh, I found out you guys were having a meet and greet at the hotel I was staying at at Gen Con in the lobby. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go stop by. And that's how I got roped into all of this. I still think, remember that. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's also when I met the guys from the Get Dead Game Society as well, the Chad and Mike and all of them, because they were there too. And that was, actually, that was about all of the people that were there. Yeah. yeah. Was, Could you repeat the question again? What has the, been the biggest highlight of the last six years? Oh, boy. I actually have two. Okay, go ahead. One, getting asked to do the show, because oh. now I... I'm able in some fashion to get back to to the the game and to the the hobby that I've loved so many years in, well, you, in some fashion. You know, you did that with Hackmaster for many years too. So, well, yeah, but this this is different. Okay, you know, this is different. I did that for a few years with Hackmaster, yes, but this is a little bit different. And I I think also the biggest highlight, other big highlight for me was interviewing all those former TSR um, staff members, you know, yeah, the Larry Elmore and James Ward and, you know, everybody on and on because I'm kind of going to get all fanboy here. It's like when you're a kid, like 10, 11, 12 years old, and you see the names of all these people that, uh, that you know, we, you're getting for the show, it's it's... At first, you're like, "Wow, I'm finally get to talk to this person, actually have a good conver- you know, have a conversation with them." 
and uh, it's it's a bit humbling, but um, it, it it it's wonderful. Yeah, it's like I've I've had a few surreal moments. Like I remember it's like oh, it was like on a Tuesday. It's like I'm about ready to head out to gaming, and then Jason messaged me, "Hey, could you call Larry Elmore and tell him we need to reschedule the our interview because I'm about to hop on an airplane and can't do it." I'm like, what? And he, next thing you know, he's like sending me Larry Elmore's home phone number. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like okay, yeah. and I and I haven't even talked to Larry and made any contact with him. So I was a little like, what? This yeah. is a little different. Those are those so, little surreal moments, yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm now calling Larry Elmore's house. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is yeah. a bit humbling, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking to little, Frank Mentor, and, and then plus time? with like with Sal. I had met him like years ago prior oh, to yeah. him doing the podcast. Uh, he actually even bruised my abdominal wall years ago when he got thrown into a guardrail and I got hit with, by that guardrail. So I'm That's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then and then there was like another time we had the hotel room next to each other uh, at a sh- uh, wrestling show in Dayton. And then to think like, oh, some seven years later we're doing a podcast together it's just like huh <laughs> who would have thunk it yeah exactly it's just those like yeah. weird confluence of the universe that happens yeah. every now and then yep. I think mine also was meeting Frank Menser for the first time because oh, I was always Frank. a big fan yeah. of uh, the immortal set and played that till the pages fell off my book so yeah Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next question. Um, Uncle Gary is not with us. Honestly, what do you think Gary would have made of the show? Made of it? What I'm, I'm assuming he means the show. Oh, That's boy, a tough that's a one because question. we just missed him when yeah. the show started. Well, not just, but we it was at least a year. But we missed yeah. him. And I always said that if he was still alive, I would have absolutely brought him on the show him oh. and or dave at that point because either one of dave them Arneson? yes n- no absolutely no dave johnson yeah. the, the person who mopped the floors of course nick <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah but i would have either one of them i would gladly have come on the show and sat with them and talked with them i mean i don't know i don't know what he would have thought of these sh- the shows i mean i would hope that he would have been like, wow, cool. Someone, you know, is doing a show, a podcast about my edition, the edition that I love the most. So maybe he would have been like, cool with it. Thumbs up. I don't know. Maybe he would have hated it. I don't know. Right. We can only yeah, speculate. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. No, it's, it's just hard to tell. I mean, you can, but I think he would have been interested in the new medium that, uh, the history and the uh, love of his game uh, and Dave's, both of them, uh, was being passed along because of how active he was on message boards and on the Internet when it comes to interacting with people. So I could see him just maybe seeing that as the next step in spreading the love. Instead of it being post on messages, now it's you're actually having shows. Just imagine if someone were able to rope him into doing like YouTube videos. Oh. Well, it took Cask, I don't know how many years, to finally get himself on Skype and everything. Because remember when we first started, we had to interview him via phone. Right. Because yeah. he still I do had, like, that. He, only, he still was basically using flip phones at that point, I guess. 
and he wasn't he, he had a computer but he never really used it for Skype and everything and it was kind of like he, he was like anti I don't know if he was anti-technology. He was just like, you know, I don't need that stuff. But now right. it's like all over the place. Right. He well, I think exactly also. A Luddite. <laughs> yeah, I think some of that is also due to uh, Jim Wampler kind of giving him the old nudge in those directions as yeah. well. Yeah, that, that could be it. I mean, yeah, he saw Jim doing things. So I was like, oh, well, I, could, I can get on there, too. And, you know, he's on here all over the place now. So it's cool. Yeah. As far as, like, for me thinking how if Gary got on the show, somehow, for, I know for all of us, I, I well, I can at least speak for myself, how much of a huge honor that would have been for us to have him on the show. And what at least what he would have thought of it, I would hope, like you said, that he enjoyed his time being on the show with us and, you know, given his, you know, firsthand account of things. And somehow at least having... For more importantly, from a historical standpoint, you know, an actual record right from the DM's mouth, the guy that would have been huge to have. Right. Cool. All right. So question five, what RFI listener question, observation, comment, voicemail has left the biggest impression on you for good or ill? Oh, boy. I th- I could tell you right now the whole thing with Cheryl Biller was her name. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> was Cheryl Biller? Refresh my memory. The we're not going to refresh your memory because we're not able to talk about that. Well, oh, right, we'll, we'll just that. Oh, I will just man. yeah uh, yeah yeah. That thirty three is a magic number. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, but for the, the listeners that are listening urge. now want to know, it's basically an argument that happened between Jason and a fan. And yeah. I still remember that having to actually drive out to the person's house yeah. to apologize in person because of what happened. But That and was then, painful. Yeah. And then, yeah, because I remember getting a late night message of, hey, we need to pull uh, the show. Yeah. And then uh, also having to explain who some certain people were, too, because... Yeah. Someone wasn't quite aware who certain names were. Okay, that was a bad thing. Now, how about a good thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, it's finding out people are getting back into game gaming because of us. Yeah. How yeah. we're reigniting people's passions and uh, for gaming for stuff they had in their childhood that they given up and you just like oh you're stumbling upon podcast and i haven't gamed in 20 years and now i am I'm yeah. like, oh wow that's cool yeah. just seeing that you're actually what you do is actually affecting people in a positive way even if it is just gaming but for some people that's a it's a great release and do you or you hear like oh i'm now gaming with my kids because of the podcast and right. passing it along and it's just like huh just, yeah, we're just doing our are... little tiny part in helping the hobby stay alive. Yeah, I do love those as well. I also like the ones of people who stumble across us where they're playing you know, the current version. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I want to get this older version a try. Yeah. And and they do. And they, and they give us some feedback on it, you know, for good or for ill. And I, I love that. That's really cool. You know, the people, though, like you said, Matt, you know, they've been out of it for X amount of years. And then they kind of rediscovered a hobby maybe because maybe they felt like no one was else playing it and then all of a sudden oh my gosh there's this whole other community this is cool yeah okay cool so the next question 
uh, would be actually he put a PS after that question was PS you're allowed to say that issue in issue 165 at <laughs> he actually put a time code 4942 where I assigned alignment remember that uh, email we read from him assigning character <laughs> classes and alignments to all the oh, uh, yes uh, to the present host and the former host, and uh, we also questioned on the show why we made Jason, an, why he made Jason an elf magic user. He was thinking well. level cap. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I can go along with that. Okay, so the final question: What advice would you give to a new listener who is starting out with issue one and working their way through the back catalog? For record, I would suggest asking questions and not worry. If it is covered in a later episode, I don't know. Jeez. Um, be patient. <laughs> would be for be one thing I would say, because the quality does go better. I mean, it was good then, but it gets better over time, like fine wine. Um, yeah, but be patient because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of episodes. I mean, six years. I mean, hell, Star Trek only went three. Jeez. Not saying they were as good as Star Trek. But just... Nah, not even close to being as good as. Uh, no, <laughs> we're not as good as Janner. So, Spa, Spa. Funny, we were watching the search for Spock this weekend too with my wife. So, yeah, <laughs> which he didn't uh, particularly Star like. Star Trek Three: The Search for More Money. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, advice to someone listening for the first time is uh, just take it one show at a time. Some are, and we're going to say some are good and some are bad. Mm-hmm. Take the good, take the bad, take them both, and there you have facts of life. Yeah. <laughs> facts of life. God. You went there. Yeah, I did. Right. But no, just take it one by one, and if you have a question along the way, just uh, email in. I mean, who cares if it's been covered? We can just direct you to that episode. We, oh, really? You have a question about... Clerks using blunt weapons. Well, we discussed it in seventy-five issues, starting with. <laughs> right. And it's become a running joke. Ooh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. we've 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 settled that, and clerks can only use blunt weapons, and that's the end of the story. No, we have not settled. That. <laughs> oh, we haven't. Oh no! After six years, we have not settled that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know we haven't settled that. Yeah. It is all up to debate and interpretation. True. Very true. Nick, uh, Matt, what is your one thing for a new listener? Uh, for me, don't feel like you have to listen to every episode. You can pick and choose unless you have lots of free time. Uh, and then just hop in and you'll you'll catch on. I mean, our episodes really are self-contained, and they're also, due to our topic, not really uh, time-sensitive. So you can really just grab a random episode from three, four, five years ago, and it would still uh, be applicable today because it's not like the rules of a first edition AD&D are changing. They're kind of set. It's not like- There's new te- takes on it, but it, the rules are set. It's not like we're going to have a new FAQ that's uh, canon. So just grab a random episode, hop on, and just start listening, and then as you start going through our, our archives, just if you see something that interests you, listen to that. You don't have to listen to everything we've done over the years. So, and, and I think that really applies to almost any podcast, unless it's like a topical current events podcast. 
And uh, even if you do have a question, you may just want to pop on to our website under the About section. We do have an FAQ to answer questions. What happened to DM Jason? What happened to DM Will? (laughs) Uh, What happened to the enhanced edition feed of this podcast? Because at one point we had two feeds of the podcast because Apple had done something really special and then said, eh, too bad. Yep. Questions like, why don't you guys... uh, Promote Osric more, uh, things like that. Um, Reasons. Can you guest host? Uh, what happened to Blackstone's vault, which is actually back now? But ha ha. <laughs> uh, there's a couple things that are numbered wrong, and well, we figured that that was kind of because of uh, mini issues and things like that screwed things up, and we, you know, six years. <laughs> And we have general questions there, too. So just pop over there, and you can always read those. So the final, actually the final bonus question was me, the question I always uh, give to everybody. Uh, what household appliance would you be and why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, household appliance, does a lamp count? I don't know. Is that a household appliance? No, that's not a household appliance. No. Oh, fixture, but not an appliance. Can right. I be a, how about a fixture, a lamp? Because it turns on the lights, and I think this podcast turns on the lights and everybody gives them ideas. Oh. Yeah. How insightful. I don't know. That's why I always thought that this podcast was kind of like that. I mean, we inspire. Okay, I'll go with lamp. We inspire people. I mean, it does not like yeah. every episode's gold, but I mean, if someone walks away saying, "Hey, that idea that Nick talked about with that sword, I can base a whole campaign off of that." Yeah. Maybe my clerks will use edged weapons, right. even though it's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? I had to dig. We haven't dug at that in a while. Come by on. Odin's beard, why? <laughs> yeah. And finally, just congratulations on six years of pure magic. Good. What household appliance? Hey, I haven't asked. I, I, have, to, I have to answer about no, no, the household that was, appliance thing. That was only for me, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, but go ahead. What, what household appliance would you be, Nick? I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say one of those, for me, one of those like wacky multi-purpose food processors that have the 8,000 attachments but really aren't good at any one thing but can do a little bit of everything and a lot of nothing. Mm. <laughs> so you're saying you're useless it, it, it's only people heard our pre-show that's all I have to say <laughs> yeah. well, we, we didn't yeah, have a pre-show this true. time because uh, I didn't bother recording us trying to figure out Matt's audio problems for 40 minutes yeah yes. all we when, know is he's got quite the mess of cabling in his house right and a cat that wants to lay on top of my mixer which is very susceptible to felines attacking it, apparently. Yes. <laughs> our, our final email comes in from Tom, and he said he just finished listening to all of our podcasts in order from the beginning. He's got to say that I think the addition of Sal greatly improved your show tenfold. Uh, unfortunately, Sal's gone. Well, no longer. <laughs> yeah. Since his addition to your show, it has livened up a bit, and you guys seem much more comfortable interacting with one of each other, and the general attitude towards gaming has lightened up a lot in recent episodes. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to listening to more in future episodes. Suggestion for the show. How about a series of the show discussing the different spell schools and spheres of magic, such as alteration, divination, enchantment, etc., for clerics and magic users? If you did a single show on each, you can get a real detail with... The spells, characters, subclass, and items, it could be interesting. 
Could we even do a show individually on a sphere of magic? Because uh, magic specialization was more of a second edition thing. Yeah, but yeah. We, we do have spheres of magic in first edition. I mean, there are. Right, yeah, they're yeah, there. But it really didn't get into, like, the minutia of the different spheres of magic and having the different, you know, specialist well, I, mages. I, I mean, the only one you really had was the illusionist. That was right. It. I mean, I guess if we wanted to talk about how to take an illu- the illusionist concept but apply it to the other spheres. Well, I know back in the day I, I, I created my own necromancer type person, but that I just basically was a magic user that I said was a necromancer and only used, like, dead type spells. Oh, right. Isn't even necromancer a, a, a level title for magic user? Uh, yeah, it was, but... Yeah, I just used it as a. I made an actual class out of it with the DM's permission. Of course, we actually sat and we went through the spell list and said, "Okay, you can use this. Can't use that. This makes yeah. sense. This doesn't make sense." So, it actually became very limiting, or I should say, limited, and it actually turned out to be a very poor decision. I chose unwisely. I would hate to say it, but I would have to agree with Matt. That's more, I think, a second edition thing. You yeah, know, the, if you want to get into the details on the different spheres, I mean, I, we could do it, but I don't know how we could, you know, shoehorn that into a first edition game sort of mechanic sort of thing. I don't, I'm, I'm just kind of lost on that. Yeah, yeah, short, yeah, short of actually making our own class for every, at which point it would just be the you take the illusionist and just swap out the school. Is right. how I would do it. Right. I mean, you. I know there's the, uh, what is it, the, the complete book of wizards from second edition, and it has a breakdown of, of specialist magic users. You could be a conjurer, abjurer, and so on, I believe. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, that's out of the splat books. Yeah, that's out of the splat yeah. books for yeah. second edition. So, it's something to think about. I mean, I don't think we can particularly do on spheres i don't think that'd be i don't know there there might be something there that's more thought yeah there might even be something in uh if we dig through dragon talking about it in first edition terms there might be so it might it might be something to do a little more research and see what we can come up with i mean it's worth a look but i i agree there might be something there in uh the back of the annals of dragon magazine there the question is, would it be an entertaining show? I think is another question. Would it be a show people are going to be like, oh, they're talking about alteration spells. I'm not downloading it. You know, it's going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Matt. Add it to the note docket list of your notes for stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll add it to the list. Yeah. The, the yeah. That's list. something that we'll, we'll research and we'll get back to you guys on that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think that it actually has all the questions and all the emails that we have, and we're all caught up for now. Uh, if you want to write us, rfistaff at gmail.com, 570-865-4210. That is the hotline, and um, I don't know. Anybody have anything else left before we head out for today? No, but I'm starting to miss Sal again because everybody's asking about Sal. wish <laughs> <laughs> we could have him on again. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, works a very odd hour job now, yeah. so it's kind of hard to get him on Skype or on Discord to, to record these shows. So, yeah. 
it's not we can't get everybody on the same schedule unfortunately yeah yeah we love sal and sal always has a spot in the chair and we'll always remember him for getting <laughs> hr on us right <laughs> yes at, at least we haven't had to deal with cranston recently that's true haven't seen cranston in a long time we've been lucky yeah cranston that that actually nah, i'll never mind anyway <laughs> so we'll say keep it original keep it old school and good night everybody good night bye everybody Podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions in association with d20radio.com. You can visit us at rfipodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even by calling us at 570-865-4210. This podcast is produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. And remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Roll for Initiative. Thank you.